0: Instead of, you know, looking at what, you know, mom A or mom B is doing, do what feels right to you, do what feels comfortable and don't worry about being judged or being shamed because quite frankly, that's none of your business, right? Your business is being happy and, and building a home um, that you truly, truly love and care about and that you're proud of.
1: Bridget Garsh, co-founder of Neighbor Schools and your host for Work Like a Mother, a podcast dedicated to real conversations with incredible women juggling work, life, and motherhood. Today, I'm excited to sit down with Blessing Adesion, CEO of Mother Honestly and co-founder of Villo. My conversation with Blessing really made me think about what motherhood and success mean to me. My whole notion of motherhood has become so closely tied to the doing. Laundry, lunches, baths, birthday parties, drop-offs, pickups. If I'm not doing all of these things, then I feel like I'm not being a good mom. But the doing keeps me so busy that I've never really stopped to consider how I want to spend time with my kids. What are the parts of motherhood that I really enjoy? And what do I wish I could outsource or simply not do? I don't have any answers yet, but I'll be thinking about this a lot. Blessing grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. She was determined to dream big and be successful in spite of the societal expectations that boys went to school and pursued careers and women prepared to stay at home. Blessing came to the US for college and pursued chemical engineering. Once she entered the male-dominated profession, she learned to stand up and advocate for herself and other working moms. Blessing continues that work through Mother Honestly, a community that brings together women and empowers them to stop comparing themselves to others and start defining their own success. Blessing, thank you so much for joining me today on Work Like a Mother. I'm really excited to be chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. One of the very first things I learned about you is that you started your career as a chemical engineer. How did you choose that field? How did you get into that?
0: Well, I grew up in, um, in a big town, <laughs> big but small. I grew up in Lagos, Nigeria. So if anybody knows where that is, it's in Africa, west of Africa, And it's one of the largest cities um, in in the continent. And um, I grew up there um, in a largely patriarchal society, right, where, you know, boys were preferred and boys were sent to school and women weren't. Hmm. Um, And I grew up just wanting to accomplish, you know, a lot. Um, I think just seeing, you know, women and, you know, including my mom who haven't had the opportunity to live out their dreams, um, it just didn't sit well with me. So I decided that I was going to do something different and something audacious. And um, I actually w- w- enrolled um, at the University of Florida for um, aeronautical and aerospace engineering um, until I found out that um, chemical engineers made more. So I was like, you know what? I'm interested in money. All we may need to be interested in money. I am going to make more money. And so I, um, I, I crossed shipped. <laughs> Shift and um, and moved to chemical engineering, which was the best decision of my life. Because as soon as I made that choice, um, Mm -hmm. I it opened a lot of doors. I secured an internship the very first year.
1: Now, if I'm understanding correctly, chemical engineering is also a very male dominated field. Is that correct?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I I found myself multiple times in rooms where I'm the only woman, um, or I'm the only black woman. So it's Always, um, it's, you know, it's something I actually am used to. So mm-hmm. when people talk about, you know, being mistreated in the workplace, I'm like, very supposed to child, you know, so many things that you just have to, um, you know, find ways around professionally and personally and really stand up for yourself and really advocate for yourself. So I think that was probably what helped me, um, you know, as, as I as I thought about, you know, starting more honestly and expanding more honestly, that just gave me a little bit of energy because I knew that I was going to have to continue to advocate, right? Advocate Mm. for myself and for other women um, at home and in the workplace.
1: So you were in this incredibly patriarchal society and then you went into this male-dominated field. What was it like when you became a mom? How did people react? What was it like when you were coming back from leave Tell us a little bit more about that experience.
0: Yeah, so, so you know, I became a mom. Actually, I became a mom right out of
1: college. So I I,
0: I started my career already with my daughter. Um, I started with DuPont, which is a chemical company. And mm-hmm. um, so I didn't really get to use parental leave. So I had no clue. I had no idea what that looks like, what's the expectations, am I being is, is this fair? I had no clue um, until I had my second son, but that was nine years later. Um, so I didn't have my son until, you know, 2000. I had my daughter in 2009. I had my second child, which is a boy, um, you know, 29, 2018. And so that was nine years. And so I, when I had my son, that was the ha- big haha moment as, wow, why is it this way? And luckily, fortunately, right? I, you know, I'm now a senior, senior, um, you know, leader in the workplace. And so I had a lot of, you know, resources. And I also had, um, you know, access, right, to a four-month paid parental leave, which I took. Um, my, uh, my husband also had access to that. Um, and so we were able to kind of juggle and, you know, swap and do all those things. And then when it was time to return to work, I started having conversations about how can women return to work confidently, you know, and with resilience. And that was exciting for me because I really wanted to understand what women were going through outside mm-hmm. of my own bubble. Um, because even with the little four months that I had, I still struggled, right? Um, you know, with leaving my child and returning to work. And how do I actually effectively combine work and family? Because mm-hmm. now it's not just, me and my daughter, right? It's now me, my daughter, my son, my husband. And so we had to figure out how to effectively make things work. And I just wanted to know how other women were doing that. And so that was really what started Mother. Honestly. That was what launched Mother. Honestly was this conversation that then became, okay, how do we really help women build better careers? and happier homes, because we, what, what I realized was that women weren't exactly interested in building a career if their, their homes were in shambles, right? If mm-hmm. you have issues at home, if you can't run your household, your marriage is falling apart, then it really seeps into your work life. And so it was very important for us that the home was a component of the ambition. Mm-hmm. And um, and that was how Mother Mother Honestly came about.
1: Yeah, so interesting that you say that. I was reflecting the other day how... On these days that I feel really like jumbled or not incredibly focused, what always grounds me is to come back and do something for my family, something that is going to center me and make me feel like, okay, this part of my life is okay, right? Like everybody's fed, they're in their beds, they're, you know, my husband and I have created the plan for the week. And once that's done, then it's like, I have the headspace to be able to think more about the business and what I want to achieve within my professional life. But until that's done, it's really hard to put that, put that down. Absolutely.
0: And that's, that's what, that's why a lot of women um, leave the workforce or mm-hmm. left the workforce during the pandemic it was because the home was in shambles. Like we literally were gasping for hair and trying to, you know, um, make things work through Zoom school. And once once you introduce, con, you know, um, stress, right, at home, then that automatically translates into the work for us. And that's why when we talk about productivity at work, right, when we mm-hmm. talk about performance, when we talk about, you know, women advancing, um, we really also need to be talking about what is happening in the home and how can we actually support women at home? Because that's the only way um, women can actually focus and get the work done um, in a way that allows them to advance in the workplace.
1: So you've told us a little bit about the inspiration for Mother Honestly. How has it grown and changed over time?
0: So we started um, about right around mid-July 20, mid, um, mid-2018, so around July 2018. And um, like I said, it was more of a conversation. I had, you know, I didn't really think anything about it. Um, And then people started asking for more. And I was like, okay, why don't we have a conference? Um, And we had a conference in October. Um, Of course, in person, this was all pre-COVID. And um, we had about 250 people attend. And we kept just, you know, chatting with people. And then um, automatically or immediately started gathering, you know, followers and subscribers and people just wanted to learn more about what we were doing. So um, so that was exciting. And of course, at the time, my career was also growing. We were moving cross-country. I was traveling. So there was just a lot of things going on at the same time. I had my third child. Um, and then we had another conference, um, you know, with now about a thousand people. And so, you know, the the the, the, whole, the project then became, okay, we now have to hire people. We now have to, you know, open an LLC, things that we never really thought about. Um, and so now more honestly, we choose about 300,000 mothers um, across, um, you know, the country and, and globally. And um, I mean, I think really we are at that intersection between motherhood, work, and life. It's really and truly how do we make sure that, you know, we serve the whole mother. Um, Mm -hmm. We serve our ambitions, we serve our goals, we serve, you know, our needs and our wants. Um, And we reach, we do that, of course, as well through our podcast and social media platforms, conferences, um, and various programs that we have um, with employers as well.
1: Well, one of the things you focus so much on is having really honest conversations, whether that's between mothers or with employers, it's all about honesty. What are some of the topics that you wish moms were more open and honest about?
0: I think, you know, I think I don't know that we were not honest. I think that, you know, moms are sharing I think you can see more and more especially today right on social media where moms are really sharing the behind the scenes and they are sharing Mm -hmm. more about their emotions and their needs and the anxiety Um, a lot of moms talking about depression and stress and and so I think that you know what we're seeing is more and more moms understand now Mm -hmm. that they really need to be sharing their journey and where they're at and asking for help um, but I, I think that where we where we start to where the disconnect happens is the culture where moms are talking and no one is listening, right? Mm. Where employers are not listening, the society is not listening. Um, I think you know we've come along with this new administration, right? We have a few things that are happening that seems to be positive. We're hoping that we can get some paid parental leave, you know. On, on the agenda, we can, you know, we see some child tax credits, those are good things. But I think we need to see more, right, from everyone. We need to see more from society. We need to see more from employers. Um, and those are that's where I feel like we need to start having that conversation. Uh, because quite honestly, we're talking to ourselves a lot, right? <laughs> I'm always like, wow, like we you, you know, we have a conference coming up, a summit coming up October 1st. And it's again moms talking to moms, right? And so how can we talk more to employers, which is why we're inviting employers to that conversation as well. Um, And I think, you know, part of the honesty too is really being honest about maybe, maybe where I can maybe um, share a little bit more honestly, right, is, you know, how can we be more honest about our, what we're shouldering and, um, and, and what we're willing to give up right Mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is there's a culture right in the United States especially and I think I have this lens because I grew up outside of the country um and I you know and I came to the U.S. at a very young age to go to school but at least I have this global view and just seeing how different mothers in the U.S. um operate right at home versus mothers outside of the U.S. especially especially outside of U.S. Europe, where moms are not so, um, you know, they're not so hands-on. You know, it's not like they're not moms, but they are not doing everything. I think that one of the ways that, one of the things that has been really, really, really high opening for me is the, D, I call it the DIY mom, the DIY culture. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Oh, I must be the one putting the kids to bed. I must be the one doing the household chores. I must be the one, you know, cooking and cleaning and running the errands and funneling the groceries, right? Um, And so it's really, can you be honest, right, about Mm -hmm. what you actually love doing and then see the things that you don't love doing? Is there a way for us to, uh, whether it's outsource those things or connect with, you know, a neighbor or a family member that is willing to swap services Um, And you can do more of the things you love and they can do more of the things that they love. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So I I think that's probably where we need to start having more honest conversations with moms is really how can you on, you know, offload this burden that you continue to carry because you want to do it yourself, because you think that, you know, being the mom, right. (laughs) Means that I have to be the one doing the laundry and sweeping the floors. Is there a way that we can think about motherhood differently outside of the household chores, right? Can we dissociate motherhood from manual labor, if you will? Um, So just a lot of like, you know, I think for me, I just like to think about think outside of the box. How can we unlock potentials in motherhood? Um, And we can't do that if mom is busy with everything.
1: Well, and it, it strikes me that it's so closely connected to mom guilt as well. Like I remember when my oldest, it was his first Halloween and daycare said, okay, everybody, you know, this is when we're having our little Halloween parade or something. And I remember having such anxiety because I didn't have time to make him a costume. I went to the store very quickly, bought I think a pineapple costume, threw it on him, you know, got him out the door. And as I looked at all these other kids with these homemade costumes, I remember walking away thinking I'm the worst mother on the planet. How did I not carve out the time to make this child a Halloween costume? And I had a real conversation with myself around this, this guilt and anxiety over a Halloween costume, like, (laughs)
0: See, I think I think that's where motherhood defers part culture because I actually thought that you know you weren't supposed to make the Halloween costumes. <laughs> I thought <laughs> I thought you know you had to buy you know the 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 store ones because mm-hmm. then you're would like oh you know it, it's almost like a Christmas tree right like right. I thought you know you I mean instead of saying we're gonna grow on Christmas tree I thought it was just cool. Um, to just go to the store and make it something exciting, and so when I hear a lot of moms talk about homemade Halloween costumes, I'm like, that's a thing because I, I just had no clue. <laughs> so we we are starboard here. Never made one homemade Halloween costume in my life, and I don't intend to. So um, we're gonna be on Disney Disney.com every year, <laughs> some Peter Pan, and and you know. tiana or tiara or what have you every 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 october right right i love that remember my daughter telling me when they were supposed to bring something in school and um she was like mom please this time you know make the cookies um because everybody everybody's moms make make the cookies and you always just grab the the walmart cookies and i said girlfriend um, i'm uh, like no first of all, I I don't like baking anything. Yeah. And second of all, I just did not have the time. I would rather spend that time doing something I love doing with you. You know, it's different. If I had loved making cookies with her, I would have said, you know, next activity is baking and cooking. But I don't, you know, I I don't bake with you. So um, I'm not going to pick up, you know, an activity just because, Everybody else is doing it. And so that that's why I actually chose the name Mother Honestly because I wanted people to mother honestly, do it honestly, right? Instead of, you know, looking at what, you know, mom A or mom B is doing, do what feels right to you. Do what feels comfortable and don't worry about being judged or being shamed because, quite frankly, that's none of your business, right? Your business is being happy and and building a home um, that you truly truly love and care about and you're proud of, um, your, that's, that's your, um, that's what makes you happy. So I have tried to live by that rule. Um, and you know, she went, she went with Walmart cookies and, and you know, told everyone and said, you know what, guys, my mom is actually a CEO of Mud Honestly, and she doesn't have time um to, to make cookies, but she she was gracious enough to pick up cookies. Um, and these are fresh cookies, so enjoy. Right. <laughs> you know? and, and that was it. You know, the kids were just happy to see cookies because they were just like, whatever, we just want to eat cookies, we don't right. care who, it, right? right.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, and it's really teaching such an important lesson about the boundaries that you're setting for yourself and for your family and teaching her to be an advocate and and set boundaries for herself. So it's an important lesson for moms, but also children are observing and learning that as well. And instead of that... I'm shouldering everything and I need to take all of this on. Exactly, And we
0: don't need to show or teach our kids that, right? Because first of all, nobody's going to dad to ask him to make cookies. So why are you coming to me? Um, mm-hmm. And second of all, you know, I just always, you know, tell my daughter to do what she loves. And so this was just an example to sh- say, mm-hmm. Hey, this, I don't like doing this and, and that's okay. You know, there's so many people, I love doing this and they can continue doing that. (laughs) Uh, But I bet you there's so many things that I love doing that they don't love to do either. And so I think that, you know, a lot of what's happening on social media is that we keep comparing ourselves to other people. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, my goodness, he has a she has a handsome husband and, you know, is sexy. And kids, great. they all get straight A's. And, you know, because that's what she's sharing. Right. She's sharing straight A's and, you know, sexy angles and you're there beating yourself up, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also sure that you you are doing great in so many other areas of your life that you have chosen not to focus on. So we we try to have some really honest conversations with ourselves, I'm honestly, and also of course try to have those conversations honestly in the workplace as well. So we we, we strive for balance, and I think we'll we're we'll getting there.
1: Well, as if you aren't juggling enough things at the moment. You've also started a new venture, right? Yes. (laughs) Can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, my goodness.
0: Yes. So it is still very much in beta phase. Um, It's it's a company called Velo. And one of the biggest things we're trying to solve or problem we're trying to solve is this numerous task um, the weave, um that goes on at home, right? So we basically said, how many tasks are women actually completing at home? And we found about 500 plus, wow. right? So everything from wiping countertops and changing, you know, <laughs> changing um, the sheets, <laughs> picking up laundry, washing it, folding it, and drying, and you know, ironing, steaming, mm-hmm. picking up groceries. There's so many things. Um, that women are doing in household. And um, we said, okay, is there a way for us to take this task and actually um, break it down in a way that women can actually get the support of what they need and when they need it, right? Um, So that, you know, you're not exactly um, at the last minute, you know, trying to clean up your house all by yourself. Uh, We call it, you know, the grind, right? the morning grind. We're in the morning, you know, there's that three hours that you spend just cleaning, cooking, getting the lunchbox ready, breakfast, picking up the kids for, you know, um, waking up the kids and getting them ready and getting out of the door. There's just a lot of things. And so what we found was, is there a way for us to support this mom on the very demanding, because those are the things that break your back, right? It's almost like a full-time job before you even start your full-time job. Yeah. And so Velo is more of... Um, providing that hands-on support um, for families, um, especially as we come out of this pandemic and we want more women to go back to work, right? It's going to be more important for us to um, support them more physically. Um, so we're going to be rolling out, you know, our solution um, in the next couple of weeks. So definitely, um, you know, check us out, hellohello.com, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll be testing... We're already testing in the market right now. So we have a lot happening behind the scenes, but we'll share more as as we progress.
1: So selfishly, when are you coming to Boston, Massachusetts?
0: I know.
1: Because I was looking and I saw one of the first tasks is laundry. And I thought, I need this in my life tomorrow. (laughs) I need help with the laundry because for me that's just the one that is constant it is so constant with two boys
0: right regular and rep- repetitive that's what yeah. is the daily grind where it's always coming you know there's no stopping that train right once you give birth to that child there's no stopping that train it's like every day there's laundry right mm-hmm. we've done laundry every day in this house for the past maybe three weeks yeah um because there's just always something, and so for us, it's at below. It's how can we, um, you know, take this load, this relentless demand that really is crushing everyone. Because what we found is, you know, yes, it's good for us to talk about dividing the work between men and women, and we're not trying to take away from that because we think that it should absolutely be some sort of fair, um, you know, um, division of labor. Right. But what, what we're introducing is a new division of labor, right? Mm-hmm. Because quite frankly, the work is just too much for two people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, especially in a dual career household, mm-hmm. you know, when everybody's gone to work and, you know, you got to run home and there's just so many things. And so, how do you get relief, right? Um, so, families don't have relief. And what we're trying to introduce is this new division of labor, combining the power of technology, combining a new work system. And saying, is there a way for us to actually meet families where they are and take mm-hmm. this off um, in a very affordable way as well? So, solution coming very soon. So definitely, we'll be coming to Boston. So don't worry, <laughs>
1: we're here for you. I'll be counting down the minutes until then. Um, and and you know, it, it it prompts another question for me, which is. You have so much on your plate. You are doing so many things. How do you make the juggle work every day? How do you make sure everything gets done?
0: You know, everything doesn't get done. I, you know, I, I think that's what a lot of people um, need to know is that not everything gets done. The to-do list just keeps getting longer and longer. Um, I think what has been helpful to me is really just prioritizing what needs the most attention and walking from there. Um, and I think the other thing is really just being very, very mindful of the times that I am not with my kids and the time that I am with my kids, right? So when I'm with my kids, I tr- I spend as much time with them. I know that, okay, today I want to walk on reading with them, right? Or we want to do reading and play. Even if it's 30 minutes, even if it's an hour, Um, that's my time with them. And then times that I'm supposed to be working, I try to make those time more meaningful for me. Um, so instead of being caught up as much as, you know, people think I live on social media because I run a social media platform, I actually don't. Right. Um, so I spend a lot of time. Yes. I spend time creating the content. Right. So that's work. Um, so for me, it's time that I'm not with my kids. How can I make it meaningful so that I'm not busy scrolling through, you know, pages or getting caught up with, you know, Facebook and all those different platforms, because quite frankly, those are a little bit more distracting for everyone these days, right? So mm-hmm. I try my best to make the most of my time working, um, and and I think that really helps because um, I have three kids, and I'm also expecting, so we're seven to eight weeks pregnant right now i'm um, sorry eight months <laughs> pregnant eight weeks yeah when you're your fourth baby you know it just feels like eight weeks but yeah so we just have a lot going on but i just have to like focus once it's time to work it's like okay let's go right <laughs> i think just having that background um you know as an engineer and and um, somebody that spent so much time in the workforce i i just have to be very very disciplined with my time um in order to get results so
1: Well, congratulations. Um, And how are you feeling? I feel
0: good. I think, you know, again, once you're on the fourth one, you just have to roll with it, roll with the punches, you know, you know, you kind of have an idea of how you're going to feel. So we are, you know, just any, any moment now will be getting ready to welcome my baby. So.
1: Well, I read also that during the pandemic, you made a big move. Can you tell us a bit about that move and your decision-making process?
0: So, so we we basically, like I said, so we're originally from Nigeria, my husband and I, um, and so we wanted something you know different. It was just crazy. I think everybody was losing their minds in the pandemic, quite honestly. So we were one of those people just really stressed and tired. Um, so we said, okay, let's just take a few a few um, moment out of a country and, and see what happens. So you know, we basically moved out of the country, um, and and we're actually flying back tomorrow. <laughs> so we're flying back to the states tomorrow. Um, so we are we are attempting this lifestyle of you know work from anywhere. I think one of the things that the pandemic has really taught me as a person is redefining success for myself, um, especially hmm. as a Um, is, you know, really understanding what are the things that truly make me happy and how can I pursue that? Um, I think one of the things that we've been taught wrongly, right, um, is this rules of success, right? This rule that you need to be bought in seats, you know, work lengthy hours and being in the corner office and, um, you know, you need to constantly be getting promoted and, you know, working, you know, long hours and buttering up to people. Um, I realized that that wasn't working for me. And so I decided to create something different for myself. So I left my corporate job actually last year in the middle of the pandemic as well. So I left in September and um, I decided I was going to do, you know, more honestly full time as well as build this new startup. And um, and that was my, my way of basically saying, is there a way for me to redefine what success means to me? Um, and also, is there a way for me to redefine productivity, right? Um, because back then it was... You know, I have to be walking 8 to 5 or I don't feel productive, right? Now it's doesn't matter, right? I can start work at 6 p.m. or I can start work at 4 p.m., right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just need, you know, to be centered. Uh, my productivity now means that my family is a big part um, of my company, of my ambition, of my growth, and I find that I'm a little bit more relaxed as a result, and I'm also getting results, right? I'm also performing, um, so it, it just I just feel a little bit more happier, um, and so yeah, I mean it's 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 been a wonderful decision, and I really really encourage anyone, you know, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you know you definitely need um, something different, um, I think it takes. Um, It takes guts, obviously, but definitely sitting down and saying, what can I do differently? Especially as a mother, right? Um, If you feel overwhelmed or you feel stressed and exhausted, you're anxious all the time, can you think about a different approach? Can you think about a different way and what is that going to take, right? Um, So I think a lot of people right now, especially as a result of the pandemic, right? We are all demanding a new quality of life, right? We we now want to work remotely or we want to do hybrid work or we want to you know, work from home, right? So, definitely think about what will make you happy. You know, if that's a new job that allows you to work remotely, then that's just going to have to happen, and um, and you have to do what it takes to get that job.
1: You've shared so many incredible pieces of advice and thoughtful reflections through our conversation. If you think back to before you had kids, what advice would you give to your pre-mom self? I think, you know,
0: I think it's really just for everyone, you know, I would give my, I think the advice I would give myself is just be yourself, be yourself. And and I think that's where, um, you know, again, like I said, where our name comes from and even my thesis as a person is just be yourself because if you are yourself, then you don't need to worry, right, about um, being judged or being shamed or, you know, doing something you're not supposed to be doing. Um, I think if you're yourself, then you can say, you know what? I really want this for my family or I really want this for myself. And how can I do that? And you're not looking at what the society is saying or what the society is doing. Um, You're not looking at, you know, the mom that, you know, could bake cookies and you can't bake cookies, right? Um, You are being authentic and true to yourself. Um, And so for me, that is really the, that has been the biggest game changer of my life is, I have just never, ever tried to compare myself um, to anyone uh, because I know that, um, you know, I feel very fortunate. I feel very blessed. Um, I, you know, I know that whatever, you know, whatever comes my way, right, that I, I have the, 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 the tools, the resources um, to overcome them, and so for me, I think, you know, especially a lot of working mothers, I think what we really need is really to just, I call it part of your own kingdom. just focus on your own self, um, you know, and and really figure out what makes you truly happy. At the end of the day, it all comes back to what will make me healthy, fulfilled and happy as a person, right? If that means staying home with your kids for a few years, please go ahead and do that. Um, if that means you know working 40, 50 hours a week because that's what makes you feel accomplished, that's what makes you feel like yourself, please go ahead and do that and have the tools and resources in place to support yourself, to support your home, right? when you're not there. Um, if you want to do part time, go ahead and figure that out as well to give yourself that leeway or at least to give yourself that opportunity to spend time with your kids and also um, you know bring in an income or utilize. You know um, your your degrees um, and all that. So I always encourage moms to just be themselves um, because that's truly where it all it's all at.
1: Oh, I love that. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with me and sharing your journey and your story. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Work like a mother is produced by Neighbor Schools. Neighbor Schools is a startup in Boston that I co-founded in 2018 to help parents find daycare. As a first-time parent, finding childcare can feel scary and intimidating. At Neighbor Schools, we help you find daycare you'll feel really good about, so you can go back to work with the peace of mind that your little one is getting the socialization, support, and stimulation they need to learn and grow. We've helped thousands of moms and dads figure out the daycare search. Check us out at neighborschools.com. And when you get in touch, mention that you discovered us on the podcast. Thanks for joining me today. We'll see you next time.